0: There are two distinct phases that you're going to pass through on your road to becoming weakless. And you need to be aware of them so that you don't get stuck at the first one and you keep pursuing the second one. We need to go over all that today. Let's go. Self care isn't easy, it requires doing hard things. Being uncomfortable is mandatory. It's not for the weak and it's not for the fragile. But that's okay, we don't mind. Because we are Weakless. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Moment of Weakless. This is episode number 19. And today we need to talk about these two phases that you are going to go through if you make it all the way to Weakless. And if you're not aware of these, it can be really easy to settle into the first one And the second one is where the real magic happens. So the way it works is that when you first start out, you will be surviving things. So let's say you have a tough day and you want to come home and eat some junk food. At first, you'll make it through that. You'll get through to the other side and you will have accomplished your goal. You won't have eaten the junk food and you will have faced down your emotions, battling back that emotional eating. But eventually with time, you'll come to a place where you relish those opportunities to do hard things, especially if you're doing the weekless challenge in the discomfort zone workshop, you will end up at a place where you'll start pursuing hard on purpose because it becomes that thrill seeking that I think I've mentioned before. And we'll definitely go into it a little bit more uh, later on in this podcast, but You will get to that place where you are seeing hard things in your path and tackling them on purpose because they're hard, not just because they provide other benefits. So there's an example that I give in the Discomfort Zone Workshop where you've got two different people who end up accomplishing the same thing. So let's say that you're a person one, and you've got this party to go to, and you know there's going to be a whole bunch of junk food there. And you're thinking to yourself, "Oh God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I got to get through this party without eating a bunch of crap. I have been trying so hard to take better care of myself." And by the end of the night, you make it. You get through the other side, and you're proud of yourself. But you're saying, "Okay, I made it through. I got through the other side. I I didn't do it. Maybe I can do this again. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best." that's a really good place to find yourself. Don't get me wrong. But let's say you're that second person. That second person would be looking forward to the party going, okay, bring it on. There's going to be junk food everywhere. And I can't wait to go in there and just conquer this like a champion. This is going to be really hard. I might even make it harder I might go over and look at the junk food on purpose and think about the flavors of those things and see if I can actually ramp up some cravings on purpose, just because if it's harder, I'm going to get to feel like more of a champion afterwards. And I'm getting addicted to that. I'm getting addicted to that feeling where I feel like I need to wear a cape because I feel like a superhero and I'm hearing eye of the tiger in the back of my head all the time. And then when I get done, I'm thinking, what else can I do? What other hard things have I been avoiding? What else is out there that would provide me with amazing benefits if I just go tackle it because it's hard and get all excited about it? Now, both of those people accomplish the exact same thing. Both of them get through the party without eating junk food. But that person who survives is still kind of worried. They're still thinking, I don't know if I can do this. I'm, I'm getting by. I'm surviving these things. And that second person is tackling them like it's their hobby, like it's their new thrill. And what I mentioned earlier about thrill-seeking is that you get to this place where self-care is happening. You're taking care of yourself, but you're also doing it because these things are hard until they become easy. And eventually they morph into the same kind of self-care that you already do really easily. Like taking a shower and brushing your teeth, as we've mentioned before, you'll get to that place where you just won't have to think about it at all. But what really gets you through this beginning stage in a powerful and, and exciting way is that mentality of, I'm going to go do these hard things because they're hard, not I'm going to go survive these hard things. And the magic is that that mentality right there will take you to a place where you'll go look for more, Whereas the person who is surviving isn't looking for more reasons to put herself in discomfort. She's just getting by. And like I said, the weakness challenge in the discomfort zone workshop is, well, this is what it's all about. And that is practiced daily with lots of different exercises. But if you're doing this on your own, you can still do it. You just have to be shooting for that mentality. You've got to be shooting for that mentality that says that I want to become a person who goes out and conquers these things. I want to get excited about hard. I want to decouple the words hard and discomfort from the phrase, and I don't want to do that. I want to turn it into, yeah, that's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. And of course I'm going to do it because the benefits are amazing, but also I'm gonna to get to feel awesome when I'm done. I'm gonna be high-fiving myself like crazy, feeling like a champion, hearing that eye of the tiger in the back of my head. And that part right there is a thrill. It's fun, it's exciting. And now you're doing more than just self-care. You're not following a bunch of rules and you're especially not following a bunch of rules so that you can change yourself into something that you'll stop insulting in the mirror. You're not even thinking about that. That second person goes to that party and doesn't think at all about their body. They're thinking about the thrill of the moment. And all of that is intrinsic. It's intrinsic motivations. Intrinsic motivations are extremely important in all of this. That second person is going to that party to seek out a thrill that nobody else even knows she's seeking. It's all happening in the privacy of her head. And she's certainly not thinking, I'm gonna go seek out this thrill and then maybe I'll look better and people will like me more and I'll stop judging my body so much. It's none of that. It's in the moment, individual one-off decisions that are happening from this place of intrinsic motivation that says, I want to do that. I don't need to tell anybody else about it. And the goal will be complete and all of the rewards will have already happened immediately upon completion of this. I don't have to do this over and over and over again and then something eventually happens or I can run over to the scale and see if I'm valuable yet. It's that excitement in the moment that's driving them. Get to that place and you will be bulletproof. Get to that place and nothing will stop you from doing this. And everybody that I know of that I've worked with so far that has pushed through this thing to the end has reached that place, at least on some level. And of course, there will be sort of categories of discomfort in your life where some things will make it easier on you. You'll think, like maybe in that party example, you'll think it's really easy for you to go get excited after a while because all of this is very physical. You then, of course, have to translate that into things like getting excited about facing down your own self-deprecation or your own perfectionism or worry or fear or rumination, whatever it is, you know, those same demons in your head. And in a future episode, we're going to talk about, you know, how to apply all of this, even when your heart changes on you. But again, some of this stuff will be easier and it'll usually be the more physical tasks. It'll be the things that feel really tangible. And we have to translate that out to the psychological tasks too, because, well, they're the bigger part of the picture here. 80 to 90% of your self-care, maybe 95% in some days will be psychological in nature and your need to be weakless will follow that pattern. You're going to have to be weakless in ways that are 90, 95% psychological in nature. So you have to be able to apply the same mentality to everything, but you'll notice these two stages when you hit that second one. When you hit the second one, you'll go, oh my gosh, this is different. It feels like something I want to go do, not something that I'm getting through, not something where I'm getting by. Get to that. And like I said, you will be bulletproof. There'll be nothing stopping you because in the future, more and more doors are going to open up for you. I've been working on all this stuff for, I think, 16 years now, and I constantly find more ways To work on myself. I constantly find more things that I can dig into, and I don't expect that I'm ever going to run out. At 48 years old, let's say I live to be 100, which I'm planning on, I don't think I'm ever going to be as good on the day that I die as I would be if I could have lived one more day because there are always more things to work on, always more doors opening, always more ideas to go test out. I'll find thought patterns in my head, and I'll think, you know, That one needs some examining. And oftentimes it'll be a situation where I'll go, you know, after some examination, this thing really needs to change. I need to get to work on it. And maybe I can do it in a week. Maybe it's something that I work on for a year, but nonetheless, these things are ever present. If I didn't have the mentality that all of this was thrilling and exciting, apathy would kick in and I would do just enough. And if you've come from a long history of dieting mentality, where you've been trying to change yourself and there was some outcome focus. Like when I get to this weight or when I get to those pants in the back of my closet and they fit me again, something like that. You have all of these rules in place that are outcome focused where you're just trying to get to this place and then something magical is supposed to happen. And that doesn't really open you up to a lifetime of looking for ways to make your life more awesome because that's what you deserve. It just sets you up for you trying to escape whatever nastiness is in your head or whatever terrible trauma you think you're suffering from being the way that you are now. In other words, you're not aimed at happiness. You're aimed at not unhappy. And that makes it so that you're very tempted to say, this is good enough. I'm fine like this, or I've done enough. And with that thrill seeking, all of that just goes away. You're excited about doing hard things. You're good at it. You know you can do hard things. You love the way you feel after you do them. And all of these hard things are making your life better and improving your self-care and improving your relationship with yourself. So why wouldn't you keep looking? You're just winning at every turn. Your life's getting better and it's really fun to do them in the moment. Even if you're not thinking about your life getting better at all, it's just fun to feel like a champion. That is what happens when you reach that stage too. So watch your thoughts as you go through this stuff. Ask yourself, did I survive that or did I conquer it? Was I excited beforehand? Did I have butterflies in my stomach, but that was actually driving me to want to go do it? Like, oh man, this is going to be hard, but I got this. It's going to be so much fun to say that I crushed it. Is that how you're thinking or are you getting by? Stage two of becoming weakless is where you, well, truly become weakless. That's what I want for you. That's where your life will dramatically change. So wrap your head around this. As usual, if you want extra help, all of this is in the Discomfort Zone Workshop and uh, you can get that in the show notes. But in the meantime, just go out and look at how you're thinking about the things that you're doing. What's going on in your head while you're tackling these hard things? Is it excitement or are you just getting by? Give it some thought. This could change your life. We'll talk soon. Take care.